Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of our podcast, Loving Parenting, where our goal is to improve our relationships by going beyond our comfort zone one small step at a time. In this episode and the next four episodes, we'll discuss several practical challenges to a parent's sanity and peace of mind that result from having difficulties with his or her child. In this episode, episode 24, we discuss self-blame, a common challenge. When you contemplate your relationship with your child and your disappointment with some of your child's characteristics, it is natural to wonder, why did things turn out like this? Depending on your personality type, you might blame yourself or you might blame other people and other factors. Actually, both opinions have some truth to them. In fact, the way your child has turned out so far is the result of many factors. Here is a list of some of the contributing factors in no particular order of importance. Your parenting style, your spouse's parenting style, your child's innate personality, the match between your parenting styles and your child's personality, the community that you live in, your child's classmates in school, your child's friends or lack thereof, your extended family and your child's relationship with them, the extent to which your child looks at his smartphone, if he has one, and what he looks at while browsing the internet, the financial situation of your household, the physical health of the people in your family, the safety of the neighborhood in which you live, and so on. You can see that many individual factors affect the way your child has turned out so far. Not only does each individual factor have a strong influence, but the interactions between these factors can magnify the effect of some of these factors. What does all this mean for you as one of your child's parents? One conclusion is that your parenting style is an important factor, but there are also many other important factors. Therefore, if the child turns out in a way that pleases you, then you may be able to take much of the credit, but you certainly cannot take all of the credit. By the same token, if some of your child's traits displease you, then you probably bear some of the responsibility for this outcome but you certainly do not bear full responsibility. The source of self-blame is the feeling that you are mostly or fully responsible for the unpleasant outcome. But as we see from the above discussion, you do not bear full responsibility for the outcome. It is very worthwhile for you to spend some time contemplating the various factors that contributed to the current situation and to fairly identify which factors can be attributed to things you did or things you did not do but could have done. Once you identify some things that you did that weren't right or things that you could have done better, a common feeling is, I would have, should have, could have. You have to be careful about this line of thinking. Don't judge your previous actions by what you now know that you didn't know then. 
You may have already learned from your previous mistakes and already be doing better, so you should realize that the only way you know better now is that you made mistakes before and you learned from them. But you can't blame yourself for not having known then what you know now. The question to ask yourself is, did I act in a way that I sincerely believed was right at that time? If so, then you did the best that you could have done. If not, then you have to do some soul searching as to why you did not do the best that you could have done for your child. As you can see, a lot of contemplation is in order. However, you must set boundaries on how much time you spend on this contemplation. Set aside fixed periods of time at a frequency that you can manage to think about the extent of your responsibility. Write down your conclusions in a notebook to ensure that you remember them and that you have committed yourself to do certain things to improve your ways. The rest of the time, be happy and enjoy your life. When thoughts of self-blame come up in your mind, you can write them down in your notebook for later consideration, or you could dismiss them if you've already dealt with them. Either way, tell yourself, that's a good point, but it's not for now. That way, you won't be blaming yourself all day long, and you can keep these self-blaming thoughts under control while still taking the necessary actions. In the next episode, we'll continue to discuss self-blame and we'll address a very important question. That is, even if you've acted with utmost sincerity in the past, your actions may have still caused damage or harm to your child. What responsibility do you bear for this damage that you may have caused? There is a concept in the Torah that is quite relevant to this discussion, and we'll discuss that next week, God willing, when we address the question, what if your child blames you for the pain that you caused him? In the meantime, start taking control over your time and your feelings of self-blame, as described earlier, and enjoy your life. Even though you have some problems with your child, you are not obligated to be depressed, and you are fully entitled to be happy and enjoy your life. I welcome your comments, feedback, questions, and suggestions for topics, and I've set up an email address for this purpose. The address is lovingparenting123 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in and hope you'll tune in to future episodes.